Yeah, I don't know how you uh, come up after that. So we just want to, Trinity said something powerful. She said, she said, uh, raising my hands is kind of awkward, kind of uncomfortable for me. But at that moment, I knew I had to do it. Yeah. So I'm going to step on faith and do something right now. I want you guys to extend your hands towards heaven. And we're just going to ask the Holy Spirit to just fall in this place like never before. I know it feels awkward for some of you, but Father, we ask now with our hands raised that you would fall afresh and anew on us now. Teach us things we've never been taught before. Reveal things to us that's never been revealed before and open up our eyes and our hearts to your Holy Spirit. Give us faith like never before. Move in this place like never before. Begin, Lord God, to heal and to to destroy things that's not of you now like never before. Father, we believe and know that you're real and that you're active and that you're searching, God, and you just want somebody to open their hearts to you. Well, here we are with hands raised and hearts wide open. Fill us now. Do a work in us that you've never done before. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. So, as I mentioned earlier, we're in a series now called Make Room. And today, um, our sermon is called Experience the Person. Experience the Person of the Holy Spirit. We don't want to make this some weird, googly type of, I'm afraid of the ghost type of thing, go call Ghostbusters stuff. That's not who the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit is a real person. Now, when I say he's a real person, I'm not saying that, that he's human and he walks around like we do, but he's real. He's real, and and the moment that we start to understand and to actually accept how real he is, things will start to happen and change in our lives. You know, my wife told me uh, right at the end of second service or end of first service, she says, you know, should should we always keep saying the Holy Spirit, or is that something traditional that we've been doing? And then I said, you know what? That's true, because we don't say we serve the God or we serve the Jesus. So why is this the Holy Spirit? Why why do we try to separate him from the Trinity? This is Holy Spirit. This is who we're talking about. And so this is what we're going to talk about today. And so I'm I'm hoping that that you're ready uh, for this and that it's, if if you've never been in a place to talk about the Holy Spirit before, I think this is going to be a treat for you today. And so let's go straight into the scripture uh, right now. John 16, verses 7 through 15, it says, it says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away, for if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you, and when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father, and you will see me no longer. Concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged, meaning Satan. Uh, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Let us pray. Father, open up our eyes and open up our ears to hear what you have to say to us. Holy Spirit, you speak today. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Amen. And so what I want to do really quick is I want to talk about the person of the Holy Spirit before we begin to talk about the works of the Holy Spirit. If I talk about the works of the Holy Spirit and you're not in tune or actually acceptant of the person of the Holy Spirit, you're going to miss so much. And so we're going to talk about the person of the Holy Spirit. Many people believe throughout the world and even throughout churches that the Holy Spirit is just some celestial being power that sits above, that floats around looking over to people and it takes us to the places where we need to go. That's not who the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit is a true person. He's a part of the Trinity. He is fully God and we're going to talk about him today. Um, R.A. Torrey uh, says this. He says, it is impossible to rightly understand the work of the Holy Spirit or to get into right, right relation with the Holy Spirit himself and thus know his blessed work in our own souls without first coming to know the Holy Spirit as a person. You have to know the Holy Spirit as a person before we can begin to appreciate the work of the Holy Spirit. And so we actually have to determine in our own minds, in our own hearts, that the Holy Spirit is real and that he's a person and that he's not just an it. He's not like a little dog that runs around or a little box that sits in the corner that whenever I want to get something out of it, then I go to him or I go to the box and open it up because I need that which is in it now. That's not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is ever present with us. He's with us at all times. As a matter of fact, you can't go anywhere that the Holy Spirit doesn't know what you're doing, where you're at, why you're going. He knew it before the beginning of time. He knows that. And he knows you in, in your fullness. And so there's nothing that we can hide from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit actually carries some specific attributes that would tell us and would identify him as being a, a person. The Bible says that he has a will. Scripture says that he has a mind. It says that he can be grieved. Scripture says that he is a counselor. I don't believe that a box or a dog is a counselor. It says that that, 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 that he is truth, that he teaches us. Now, only a person is able to do something like that. Now, granted, we don't see him, and he's not sitting here with us, but you let the wind start blowing outside and blow some of your hair around a little bit, you're going to believe in the wind then, right? So although we can't see it, we know that it's real. Although we don't see and we can't see the Holy Spirit, if you look out there, you see him and everything that's going on in the world today. You see him in the trees and the plants that comes up out of the ground. You see him in how marriages, married couples interact with one another. If they're loving each other, we see it. We just have to open up our eyes and to look for it. And so when I was reading these scriptures, there's four things that I learned out of this. And I want to talk about some of these things. And hopefully these are some things that actually you can identify with or maybe something that you've never heard before that now you know because the Spirit of God comes to bring us into truth. And I'm so grateful that we serve a church, that we are in a church, that we're not afraid to talk about the Holy Spirit. And so the first thing that I learned is that the person of the Holy Spirit has come to be our helper. He's come to be our helper. John 16 and 7 says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away, for if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. 
Now, Jesus is talking to his apostles, to his disciples, who he's walked with and mentored and discipled for three long years. So all of a sudden, we've been with you. you you've taught us. We, we've grown. Uh, you've, you've imparted uh, some life-giving things inside of us, and now you're telling us that you're leaving. But not only did he tell them that he was leaving, Jesus said, look, I have to go away. When I go away, I'm going to send somebody who's just like me to you, my helper. And so when we begin to look at actually this word helper, helper in the ESV version is helper. But when we go into the uh, King James version, helper is actually that he says it's, it, he's a comforter. Different versions says that he is a counselor. The NIV actually says that he is an advocate. And so when we begin to actually look at that, this word in the Greek is actually parakletos. Parakletos, it sounds real big. It sounds real smart. I'm not smart. I had to look it up. And so I even had to figure out, hey, how do you say this word? And so it's parakletos, which is actually for us, we learn it's a compound word. or It's two words put in one. Para, the first word meaning alongside. Para meaning alongside. And kletos or Kletos, meaning one called to stand alongside another. And so when you actually put that word together, it means one called to another to take his place or to help him. And so we're not saying that the Holy Spirit came to replace Jesus because he didn't come to replace Jesus. He just came to illuminate Jesus. You know, sometimes we, 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 we fix things, and for my mechanics and people, we, we try to fix things, and sometimes it's so dark in different areas that we go to that we can't see what we're trying to fix. And so what we do is we get those bright flashlights or those floodlights and those floodlights, and what does it do for us? It illuminates that thing in which we're trying to see. That's what the Holy Spirit does for Jesus. Holy Spirit does for Jesus what the flashlight does for us in dark places. He illuminates Jesus. He illuminates truth. He shows us what Jesus is trying to show us through a revealed word through Holy Spirit. He illuminates Jesus. And so we have to understand that it's only through Jesus that we are able to actually uh, uh, accept the Holy Spirit. Because had Jesus not left, Jesus would still be here. And I know most of us are like, most of us probably had said before, I mean, I just want to be here with Jesus. I want to walk with Jesus. I want to talk with Jesus. I want him to tell me that I'm his own. But the thing about that is if Jesus was physically here with us right now, everybody would want a piece of him. Everybody would want to be with him. Now, although Jesus was God, he was also man. And so the man side of him still got tired. The man side of him had to rest. The man side of him had to sleep. The man side of him had to eat. And so if somebody is in Germany wants Jesus, he doesn't have access to Jesus because Jesus was only in one place at one time. But he said, it's to your advantage, it's to your benefit that I leave. Because when I leave, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to going to be here to help you. And the thing I like about the Holy Spirit is that he can be everywhere all the time. He has no need to sleep. He has no need to eat. He can be in Germany, he can be in Abilene, Texas, he can be in Japan, he can be in Russia having billions of conversations and not even missing a beat. Yeah. Holy Spirit. It was to our benefit, to, it was advantageous to us that Jesus had to leave and go away and send the Holy Spirit. Now, he's everything to us. 
He's always here for us. He doesn't need to eat or sleep. As, as, as a matter of fact, the, the Holy Spirit is just like Jesus. He, he teaches like Jesus. He reveals things like Jesus. As a matter of fact, he's God just like Jesus. And so we, we have to understand this person of the Holy Spirit and why he was sent here for us. I, I love what, what, what Jesus told uh, uh, the apostles in the book of Acts. He says, look, uh, I, I'm going to go away. Uh, but, but when I go away, uh, you're going to receive power once the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in all of Samaria, Judea, in all the entire world. And it says that once he finished that statement, immediately he went up to heaven. But then when you go over to Acts chapter 2, it says that the disciples, the apostles were all in the upper room. You guys remember that story? And it said that they were praying for the Holy Spirit to come. I, I, I think that they probably believed it. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit came down on them and they began to speak, the Bible says, in an unknown tongue. But the thing that I love about the Holy Spirit is that even if you speak in an unknown tongue or an unknown language to some, some people are going to know what you're going to say. And so I love that there were so many people that was around at that time. But because of the power of the Holy Spirit, people who were sitting outside said, hey, this person is not from my native land, but I heard him in my language. That's the power of Holy Spirit is he will be able to do that. For us. The second thing that I learned is that the person of the Holy Spirit has come to convict and to convince the world. He's come to convict and to convince the world. I know you're probably hearing convicted like, oh my gosh, that's such a bad word, John. Stop cussing at me. That's not a bad word. Only thing that when it means to convict, it means to make you aware of something. To make you aware, not to condemn you, but it means to make you aware. So if I am in a sinful nature, but I have the Holy Spirit inside of me, the Holy Spirit makes aware of something that I'm doing wrong. Why? Because my sin keeps me away from seeing Jesus. But the Holy Spirit comes to say, hey, you're going to miss out on something if you continue to do that. You're going to miss it. And so the Holy Spirit comes to convict and convince the world. Verses 8 through 11 says, And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you will no longer see me. Concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. It's the Holy Spirit's job to convict the world of sin, not yours and not mine. We're not here to convict anybody. Now, we love to convict anybody because it's, so e it's easier for me to point out somebody else's wrong than to deal with my own wrong. Yeah. But it's not our job to convict anybody of anything. It's the Holy Spirit's job. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to say that, 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 that it's not our responsibility when we have a brother or sister that's walking in known sin and we don't go and talk to them about the stuff. But it's not our job to try to make them feel bad about what they're doing. Yeah. It's the Holy Spirit's job to make them aware. Matter of fact, the Holy Spirit inside of you, he places words inside of you to be able to know, to go talk to people so that he can do the work. Sometimes we're just there to just plant the seed. That's it. To just plant the seed. He does the work. But oftentimes it's, it, 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 it's apparent that I would rather somebody else to look bad, to know that somebody else is doing wrong than to deal with 
my own stuff. Now, we are convicted concerning sin because sin keeps us apart from Jesus. And we can't see his face due to our sin. This is one thing that I love about the Holy Spirit. Is that when he convicts us, when he makes us aware of the things that we're, that we're dealing with, um, he actually points out the bad side of things so that we can experience and be appreciative of the good side. So if, if he leaves me in my sin, I don't appreciate the good stuff because I think the bad stuff is good. Now, have you guys know that all good things are not good? All good things are not God. It may satisfy you for but a moment, but eternally, it's going to send you to hell. And so the Holy Spirit's job is to come to make us aware, to show us the bad things that we can do. So when the good things come of Jesus, we can appreciate that. And so it's not some spooky thing that he comes to make me feel bad. He just tells me all my wrong. That's not what he's here to do. He's here to make sure that you know Jesus. He's here to make sure that your relationship is right in Jesus. Now, sin keeps us dead. And his job is to come to identify and show us that thing which keeps us dead so that we will be able to appreciate and love truth, Jesus, the one who gives us life. And so he calls out the dead thing, but then he reveals the life thing to us. That's good news for me. Holy Spirit, convict me because I want to be closer to Jesus than ever before. And the only way that we are going to be able to do that is if we are able to accept the truth if we are going to be able to accept the conviction, the awareness that the Holy Spirit puts inside of us, and he deals with the stuff that we had. And so instead of allowing ourselves to convict things, we need to let the Holy Spirit do his job. You know, there's, there's, there's this, in, in, in track, if, if I don't run in my lane, then I'm going to be disqualified for something. And so what a runner does is they all line up in their own specific lanes, and whenever the race starts, guess what they do is they have to run their race. I, my opponent's over here. Listen, I can't run his race for him. He has to do that in his own lane. That's kind of what we do with the Holy Spirit is we allow the Holy Spirit to run in his lane, and we do what he's called us to do in our lane. We're not God. When we become to think that we're somebody's Holy Spirit, because a lot of us do that sometimes, is we believe that we're their Holy Spirit. When we begin to do that, we actually become idols to ourselves. Because we believe more in ourselves than we believe in the Holy Spirit. We think that I'm right, and instead of depending on Jesus to change somebody's life, we think that we can change somebody's life ourselves. And we become our own idols. And so the Holy Spirit is here to, to bring us back into right relationship with Jesus. Not to tear us down or to take us to a place in which we should not be. The Holy Spirit also convicts us concerning judgment. Many people believe that once I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior, he lives on the inside of me. I'm now filled with Holy Spirit and everything that now there's no judgment. I'm automatically going to go to heaven. I'm not going to be judged anymore for anything that I've done, which couldn't be further from the truth. Hebrews 9 and 27 says, and just as it is appointed for man to die once, and after that comes judgment. Everybody is going to face the judgment seat one day. And we're going to be judged for that which we did, whether it's right or whether it's wrong. As a matter of fact, Satan was judged whenever Jesus was on the cross. Whenever he died, he was judged. 
Now, he thought that he won a victory. He thought that, 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 that I got him. Jesus is dead. I'm going to take over this world until Jesus went to hell and kicked him in his face. Or, sorry, didn't go to hell, but he went, to, he, he went into the grave. And, I, I say kicked him. This is my version because that's just how I see things. That Jesus went and kicked Satan in his face and said, look, you have no authority here. And then he rose up with all power in his hands, and Satan was scared again. He realized that, hey, I thought that I had this victory, but I don't have it anymore. What's going on? And so what he does now is he tries to get you not to believe in the truth of Jesus. He tries to get you to, to, to and even if he does uh, allow you to believe in truth, what he tries to do is he tries to twist it. And so Holy Spirit is actually coming to show us and to give us discernment to understand who is fake and who is real. Did you guys know that sometimes there's people who stands up on platforms like I'm on now and who teaches you something other than the gospel? And because you don't have the Holy Spirit inside of you, you believe everything they've done and you fall for the okie doke. And next thing we know is we're out here living something other than the gospel saying that, hey, Jesus did this when he had no dealings with it in the first place. But the Holy Spirit comes to convict us, to give us discernment so that we can understand what's real and what's fake? You guys doing okay? The next thing that I learned is that the Holy Spirit has come to be our guide. He's come to be our guide. Verses 12 and 13 says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. The Holy Spirit, he's so important to Jesus that he told his apostles, he says, Holy Spirit is going to be so important to you that if I told you this now, you wouldn't be able to understand it. You wouldn't be able to bear it. You wouldn't be able to handle what I'm going to tell you. So I have to send the Holy Spirit to you to just reveal this truth to you. Because that's what the Holy Spirit does, is he guides us into all truth. Truth gives us discernment. Do you ever, you ever wonder why it's so hard for those that are unsaved to understand or, or, or to grasp this truth of God? It's because they don't have the Holy Spirit inside of them. It's because nothing is being revealed to them because they're not accepting the truth. They're not accepting Jesus, the Holy Spirit only guides to truth through what he is told uh, according to what he hears from God. He said that he's not going to speak anything of his own, but he's going to speak only what he hears. Wouldn't it be a better world if we only spoke what we heard the Holy Spirit speak to us? Instead of thinking that we was right about everything? Because the Bible says that a man in his own mind is right. In his own mind is right. But it would be so much better if we would listen to the Holy Spirit, if we would only speak what he tells us to speak, if we would only do what he tells us to do. Jesus told his apostles, he's only going to speak that which I've already spoken to him. That which I've revealed to him, he is now going to reveal to you. So he is our guide into all truth. The next thing that I learned that the Holy Spirit comes to do for us is he comes to glorify Jesus. He comes to glorify Jesus. Jesus, Scripture says that he will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine, therefore I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. 
The Holy Spirit takes the teachings of Jesus, or as Jesus said, he takes what is mine and reveals them to us. And did you guys know that you can also glorify Jesus in how you interact with people and what you say to people and how you deal with people and how you love Jesus? You can glorify him also. Why? Because the Spirit of God leads you into all truth and he comes to reveal the things of Jesus to you. I love what the guy said at camp on Friday. Is He said it this way. He says, the Holy Spirit in me is for me, but the Holy Spirit on me is for others. And so I question sometimes when believers come and say that the Holy Spirit is on me, but you don't see evidence of that by how they deal with people, by how they are loving Jesus. And so the Spirit comes to give us truth. He comes to reveal the truth to us. He comes to separate that which is fake from that which is truth. He comes just like the floodlight to illuminate Jesus in our lives. And so I wonder so much is do you have enough Holy Spirit inside of you that when you walk into a dark room, it doesn't light up the room? I wonder if you have enough Holy Spirit inside of you that when somebody is in a dead and dark situation, when you arrive, the situation changes. I wonder if you have enough Holy Spirit inside of you and resting on top of you that when you walk just like Peter did, just like Paul did, that they they know that I've been with Jesus. Now, I love that story about Peter. Whenever Jesus said, Peter, you're going to deny me three times. Peter says, no, 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 I'm not going to do it. And then he did it. But when Jesus was, was being tried, there was people that was around Peter who didn't even believe that Jesus was the Messiah. That they had told Peter, they looked at him and says, hey, you've been with him. You're one of them. And Peter denied it. And so it makes me wonder that if you are around unbelievers, even if you are around believers, do they know you've been with Jesus? Do they know that you are filled with Holy Spirit? Is it evident on your life? Holy Spirit will come and he will break every chain that has you bound. He will break every addiction that you're addicted to. He will break any kind of drama that you have inside of your life. The Holy Spirit is the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. He's the same Holy Spirit that lives inside and on you today. He's the same Holy Spirit that empowered Jesus to raise up from the dead. The same Holy Spirit wants to do a work inside of you. You just have to let him in. You just have to believe in him. You can't believe in God and not believe in Jesus. And you can't believe in God and Jesus and not believe in the Holy Spirit. They are what make up the Trinity. The triune God, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. If you believe in one and don't believe in the other, I I, I question your Christianity. Because you can't be a Christian and not believe in the truth. You just can't. And so Holy Spirit comes to reveal that truth to us. And so I I just wonder how many of us that say that we're Christians are sitting here that we love the things of the Holy Spirit. We love him to make a way for us. We love him to break the chains. We love to just 
worship him. Holy Spirit, I love you. Jesus, I love you, but we're not, we don't believe he's a real person. And so my prayer through the series is that you would experience the person of the Holy Spirit. That the Holy Spirit would encounter you like he's never encountered you before. And that your mind would be open. That he would begin to restore marriages and that you know that only the Holy Spirit did this. That he would begin to restore relationships and only the Holy Spirit did this. That he would begin to get you out of those dark and mundane places and situations and you would know that only the Holy Spirit did this. He's not some celestial being or power that just sits up in the sky and just hums. He's a real person that lives inside of you and has anointed you to go and show others the truth. The Spirit of God will bring you into all truth. And he only does that by revealing the truth. And so what I want to ask everybody, I want to ask everybody to stand this morning. We're going to end in worship. And we're singing this song, Make Room. And I don't want this to just be a song that you sing just because you're in church. But I want this to be a declaration for you. That Jesus, Holy Spirit, I'm making room for you. I must decrease so that he must increase. And after this, I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to challenge that you get more into your word, that you read more about the Holy Spirit, that you read more about Jesus, that you allow him to begin to do the works that only he can do inside of you. Stop trying to do the stuff yourself because you're always going to fail. He's the only one that can do it for you. He's the only one that can change your situation. And so as the song is being played, as the worship team is ministering, I want you to just allow yourself to be free. And just allow the Holy Spirit and just say, Holy Spirit, I make room for you. Let's worship.